0: Hello and welcome to a Happy Mind podcast. My name is Sam and I'm an anxiety and mindset coach for women all over the world. This podcast is here to give you strategies, support and empowerment to take you away from anxiety, fear and insecurity and ready to thrive in your life just as you truly deserve. I want to become your motivator, your friend, your support and your coach. And this podcast is my virtual way to do that with you. Subscribe, review, and enjoy this podcast because it really is my gift to you. Here is to your happy mind. Okay, so as usual, you are going to want to know who is whooping in the background, but I'm not going to tell you yet because can I get a whoop? Can I get a whoop Okay. So I have been telling you on my Instagram, in my Facebook group, on the business page that there is a super duper treat in store for you on the podcast. Well, my friends, this is it. So I am speaking to Mel Wells. Can we just pause for a moment? We are speaking to Mel Wells. Now, you can't see this, but she is like shaking her arms around. So we are going to be talking about, and obviously, if you listen to my episode with Persia and my episode in between, anxiety is not something that you can fix on the spot, and it's not something that I am here to try and say to you can happen in a half-an-hour podcast, but what I am here to tell you is there are so many people, so many tools, strategies, techniques that I am willing to bring to you to try and help make your journey to overcome anxiety better, and if you don't or haven't spent time on Melwell's social media or following her, then you really need to do that because so many of you I know struggle with food and your body image, your self-confidence, your lack of motivation, wanting to exercise and just your aspirations. Because of anxiety, it brings you down, it makes you feel less than you should. So this episode is going to basically talk to you all about that with Mel Wells. Yay, thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you for coming on. Literally, I am so excited about this. I'm actually holding my cheeks, which obviously you can't see if you are listening to this, but I'm so excited. And before my husband left the house for work, he was like, let me know how it goes, call me after it. And I was like, yeah, I will. (laughs) So I thought it'd be good maybe just because I know you talk about this so much as well um, from what I've seen around anxiety and Maybe just kind of let them, let the people know, my lovely ladies, kind of where you were with everything and how it affected your life, because I hear about it from me all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, gosh. Okay. So um, what I do now is I write books to help women heal their relationship with food and basically get over their food issues and body image issues. So they can get on with their lives and create the most amazing lives that they've always dreamed of, but held themselves back because they thought that their body had to change first or their, you know, crazy habits around food just got in the way and sabotaged them all the time. Um, and the reason that I do this is because I struggled with an eating disorder for seven years and literally it ruled my whole entire life. And I, I was literally living such a lesser life because I was always trying to hit a goal weight. I was obsessing about food all the time. Um, uh, I was constantly thinking about the gym. I was constantly thinking about my weight, and that causes so much anxiety and it really holds you back in your relationships, in your life, in your career, basically in anything else you want to do um, if you are if all you can think about is food in your body it 's actually a way that we um, play small to be honest it 's a way that we play really small. Um, because we're scared of what actually our life could be. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about my message and and where I've come from. Obviously, I'm on the other side of all of those issues now, and that is through practicing self-love, a lot of personal development, and really we. Re- re- rewiring my brain around food and you know really digging into okay where does this come from where does this issue come from why do I feel like this is this is this true or is this a belief or a story that I am making up in my head um and this is really what I've gone on to help a lot of women with um so yeah in a nutshell that's that's me
0: I love that I've Okay, one thing that I just want to talk about, because I agree, this is, um, especially around food, it's so difficult. It's the same with anything. Everyone's journey is completely different. But for the ladies listening, I know there's like two schools of thought, especially with the people that I connect with. One, anxiety makes them them create bad habits. So they have anxiety in another part of their life and they use food as either a comfort or something that they can use to make them feel better or reassurance or also routines. If they know when they can eat, it's almost like something that is positive in their day. And then the other school of thought is they eat the wrong foods because exactly like you've said around the self-sabotaging, it makes them feel good, but actually it's completely wrong for their health. And then they therefore feel worse afterwards. So there's this whole guilt cycle around it. So if you were to kind of talk about or give them a message around how the food that you eat can actually create more negative habits than better habits and what type of emotional reaction and connections we have with food and how to make that Better? I know that's a very loaded question, but... (laughs) Okay,
1: Okay, so both of those are true. Both of those schools of thoughts are true. Um, But the really important thing to remember is food creates nothing. Like, it's our relationship with food that's the issue. So, you know, if you could eat a piece of chocolate cake and you could be absolutely beside yourself at the fact that you're gonna sit down and eat this cake, you could be absolutely beating yourself up, thinking, oh my God, it's gonna make me so fat, Oh my god! It's going to make me um, unhealthy. It's going to make me unwell. I'm going to gain so much weight, and that creates stress and anxiety in the body. So then you you go ahead and eat this cake, and you probably eat it in a rush, or you eat it standing up, or in secret, or you know all the other crazy shit that we do with food. And your body is already in an anxious place because of your thoughts. That's not because of the cake. That's because of your relationship with the cake. You're making it mean something different than than actually what it is it's actually just a piece of chocolate cake right but we make it mean because of you know our culture because of the wellness world because of you know everything that we've been taught about different foods being like good and bad and putting these labels on foods we we often can't possibly live with ourselves for eating something that is a that is a carb or is you know what we determine as bad right but that is not we have to kind of neutralize food and recognize that we create those feelings someone else could see the exact same piece of chocolate cake feel like oh I'm gonna really enjoy this cake oh I'm gonna savor every mouthful and I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna really take my time and I'm gonna eat it and I'm going to taste everything and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to feel so good and it's going to feel so luxurious. And I'm going to get so much pleasure from this cake, right? Who do you think is going to digest the cake better? The person who is peaceful, the person who is at peace because that person has no stress in the body. That person is sitting down at peace within themselves. So this is key. You can't be at peace with food unless you are at peace with yourself. And when you make peace with yourself, you will make peace with food. So anxiety around food is something that we create. Same as guilt. No food in the supermarket comes with a label that says, this food should make you feel guilty, and this food shouldn't make you feel guilty. That's our decision. We attach our guilt onto whichever food you want. Like, I can remember a time when I... Made myself feel guilty and beat myself up for eating cooked vegetables on a raw sal- on a salad because I because I decided that day that I was on a raw food fucking diet. So sorry for swearing. Um, <laughs> I like I attached guilt to the most insane things like like vegetables. We can attach guilt to like things like sauces or you know or fruit. You know that's our relationship with food that determines that. So. In order to heal your anxiety and your guilt, it's not about necessarily changing what you eat to feel safer. I mean, you can do that, but it's kind of like putting a Band-Aid on it because you're still going to have anxiety and fear around certain foods. Really, what it's about is actually facing your fear and making peace with those foods that you've made mean something that they don't um, and actually break down, why have I made this food mean this? Because actually... When you sit down to eat, often the damage, it's, it's more damaging what's going on in your mind than actually just the piece of cake. Like it, it, do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying live off cake, guys, as long as you sit down and eat it peacefully because obviously that's not going to make your body feel good. But I'm saying it's not evil. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, our, it's our own um, projection onto that food that creates the problem.
0: Yeah, I... Literally. Oh my gosh. I remember before we obviously spoke, I sent you about 20 Instagram videos like, hey, like in my kitchen. Oh my God, I really want to speak to you. And this is exactly why, because I and anybody that's in my community will know that um, my eating habits are quite steady. However, certain foods and certain things do make me feel happier or like a bit icky, for example, like alcohol used to really trigger my anxiety, and the reason that i I'm just sitting here so excited because it's all about the mindset you're so right and I've never thought about it that way, about the fact that you go into a supermarket and of course, why would a label say, this is supposed to make you feel really bad about yourself? Of course, it's not going to do that. But I was exactly the same. I'd be like, oh, I've decided that I want to eat really healthy Monday to Friday, so I'm not going to have this treat, which I would see as a treat, but to someone else, it would just be part of their daily food. That I just, yeah, that's so true. If you were to, I just wanted to ask a question about that. Mm. Um, usually it's the foods that are full of the sugars or full of the fats or full of the really rich tastes that make us feel the worst, if that makes sense. Um, you know, for example, like the big chocolate cake, these, these kind of really indulgent tastes and flavors tend to make us feel worse. Yeah. What would you say around that, you know, to to somebody that says, oh, it's okay, I don't mind eating the vegetables, but on a Friday night when I do want to have the cake, it does make me feel bad. Kind of what would would you say there?
1: It's important to notice, like tune in with yourself and notice, does it feel bad because because my body doesn't feel good with it in, which is, you know, quite possible, or does it feel bad because I have not met an unrealistic expectation that I set of myself? a.k.a. a really regimented diet through the week. Um, so is it is it that it doesn't feel bad in my body or is it that my mind is beating me up because of some strict diet or rules, or rules that I've put on myself? And those two are different. And I think, you know, the truth is, if you wanted to, if you stopped dieting, if you stopped kind of creating rules for yourself you know, all week long, you would realize that actually you're free to do whatever the hell you want. If you wanted to, you could eat cake for breakfast on a Tuesday and the food police is not going to come and arrest you. Do you know what I mean? We could, we've all got the power to do, we've all got the freedom to do this. And as soon as we kind of give ourselves permission to rip up that fricking rule book and do what the hell we want, we, we allow our bodies to actually speak to us instead of our minds beating ourselves up. Of course, if you eat cake for breakfast on a Tuesday, it's probably not going to feel good. You probably could have a lot more nourishing breakfasts, right? But the point is, for you to realize that actually you could do that if you wanted to, it means that it's not a forbidden food anymore. And when things are forbidden, that is what creates anxiety. That is what creates guilt and shame because we've said, I'm not allowed this. I'm being good or I'm not allowed this, I'm on track. And as soon as we do that, we create this ridiculous bar that we have to try and meet. Of course, we're not going to meet that bar. Like, of course, we can't live like that because it's just, you just can't. It's just, it's like a stick that we used to beat ourselves with. And we know that we can't live like that, but we still do it to ourselves just as a way to kind of beat ourselves up and reaffirm to ourselves that we're just not good enough.
0: Mm.
1: So what I'm saying is, If you can break all these ridiculous rules that you create in your head um, and actually just let yourself be free to eat whatever you want, then you can release that kind of, you can kind of breathe and go, okay, there's nothing actually that I would feel guilty about because I'm allowed everything. And when you're allowed everything, you realize what your body actually wants. When you're allowed to eat, you know, pizza on a frickin' Monday, or, you know, when you have salad on a weekend, just because you want to, you know, when you kind of rip up all these ridiculous rules and stop counting things and stop tracking things, then you allow, you allow the chance for your body to actually say, what do I want? Rather than what do I think I should have? Yeah. And it's all the kids that create that create the anxiety. It's all this trying to trying to be good, trying to follow what we're supposed to follow, um, because we're not made to do that. We're not built to be on diets and manipulating our food. We're you know we're animals. We're supposed to be intuitively um, eating and intuitively listening to our bodies, just like every other animal on the planet does. Yeah.
0: Okay, so before I obviously talk about the new amazing things that are happening from our worlds in the book I wanted to just talk as you were talking then I know people in my life and whether they're in my personal life or in my business life and I kind of want to just give you a couple of personas of people that I know Mm -hmm. if they're listening they'd be like oh that's me and Mm -hmm. see if there's any kind of direct tips and tools that you could give to these specific people and then I want to talk about the exciting stuff. So wow. this is one type of person that I definitely know and have spent a lot of time around this type of person. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, I, if I exercise every single day, really, really hard and sweat and get really worked up and tired. I can eat whatever I want. I don't really like vegetables. So it means I can eat all the carbs and all of the treats because I'm going to go to the gym every single day. That's person one. Mm -hmm. Person two. Person two, I don't really like exercising, so I'm just going to cut out carbs because I don't need the energy. So I'm not going to eat carbs, I'm not going to exercise, so therefore if I just live off vegetables and chicken and fish, hopefully my weight will just stay the same, I'll still have energy, and I know that I'm looking after myself because I'm not just eating treats, but I don't like exercise, so I'm not going to eat the carbs. (laughs) Okay. And then my person three... Monday to Friday, no takeaways, no treats, no bad stuff, obviously in inverted brackets. I'm not going to eat anything that I shouldn't that is artificial. I'm going to be completely organic. I'm going to love my life Monday to Friday. And then Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday, I'm just going to go out drinking, takeaways, eating out, restaurants, complete splurge, nothing in the fridge. I'm just going for it. So Monday to Friday, Loving it. Healthy, healthy. And then Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, I'm just going to go for it. So they're the kind of three people that I would just say, right, now, what in a very quick nutshell, what would yeah. be your advice to each one of those people? Okay. First of all,
1: for everyone that's listening, just notice, just note which one you identify with. Um, and also, I just want to say, by the way, that I have been all three of those people in the past. So I get each and every one of those <laughs> and I know exactly what that feels like. Okay, so person A. Now, ta- remind me what person A was. Loads of exercise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, okay, so loads of exercise all the time and thinks this is a free pass to eat whatever I want. And yeah, so the first thing that I would ask you is like, but does it feel good? Like, does it feel good to live like that? Um, and the second thing is, are you still obsessed with are you still obsessed with it like are you revolving your life around exercise so that you can have this free pass right um you are treating your food and your exercise like some game it's not a game right it's supposed to be it's supposed to be just part of your lifestyle if your life is revolving around it and you are treat you are like you know, pitting food and exercise against each other. Like, Ooh, one point to exercise, one point to food, two points to exercise. Like, it's like, you're always going to be living in that game of like, I've got to exercise to burn this off or I've got to exercise to earn the right to eat good food, right? You need to separate food and exercise completely because one does not influence the other. You know, two of them can live completely separately. Eat foods that nourish your body, that feel good in your body, exercise when you want to when you want to because it feels good right don't exercise out of guilt don't exercise out of punishment is you know are you living is your is your purpose on this earth just to exercise every day like you're here for bigger things than that guys like you know if you're revolving your life around your workouts something's wrong. You know, if you're revolving your life around your food and your exercise, you're not really living. Like, food and exercise should be a part of your lifestyle, not your whole lifestyle. So ask yourself with your food, is this nourishing for my body? Is this helping my body? Is this good? Is this, like, healthy? Does this feel good for me, right? Does it feel good for me? Not... Oh it doesn't matter because I burned all these calories so I can just get away with it like life is not about getting away with it you're not really getting away with anything right are you treating yourself well or not um and secondly yeah like if it's if it's if you're revolving your life around it then that's not um it's not sustainable and you're probably not happy doing that um you know if you wish that you could just be one of these people that is able to chill out a bit around food and not have to do all this exercise every day, um, then guess what? You are one of those people. You can do that. And that starts with a choice in your mind. Um, So yeah, that is what I want to say for person A.
0: Um,
1: Person B, remind me person B, she doesn't do any exercise and just cuts out carbs.
0: Yeah, doesn't eat
1: carbs. Okay, so, yeah, I guess, like, same thing, to be honest. Like, is that – like, are you enjoying your food? Are you – is food an enjoyable experience for you? If you are someone that's living off chicken and broccoli um, just because you think you've got to to stay slim, like, do you not want to enjoy your food? Like, do you not want to actually get some pleasure from your food? Do you not want to spice it up a bit? Um, and if you're, you know, if you're not doing any kind of movement – you know, do you not think your body wants to move a bit? Like, right, guys, you don't have to choose, you don't have to, you don't have to do these little kind of, you know, these stupid kind of tricks to kind of get away with stuff. It's an illusion, right? Just decide that, you know, just decide that you can eat great food, and you can move your body, but you don't have to restrict yourself you don't have to do that like you literally don't that's just an illusion that we've kind of bought into um so I would say for that person bring some more joy back into your food bring some more joy into your Um, movement. If you don't like going to the gym, freaking don't go. Like find something else to do. Go to a dance class, go do some boxing or, you know, something that's a bit more joyful for you. It doesn't have to be treadmill pounding. You know, that's freaking boring for everyone, isn't it? Um, So yeah, I think with both of these so far, um, really guys, if your life is revolving around food and exercise, then you ain't living. Like go out and live and let your food and exercise be a part of that lifestyle rather than your whole lifestyle. You don't have to cling on to these little rules and games that you play with food. It's, it's all false, right? You decide that you don't have to do that. Um, okay, what was the last person?
0: Monday to Friday eats really good makes all the right choices and then at the weekend just makes all the wrong ones as in in the inverted brackets
1: yeah 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 so this person is like all or nothing so like super clean in the week and then like binges all weekend yeah like same thing like you you know Do you really enjoy living like that? Because what you're actually doing by being really strict Monday to Friday and then pigging out on the weekend is you're training your body to look forward to junk food. And the more you live like that, the the bigger your binges are going to be on the weekend, the more extreme this is going to get. And it's just, you know, this yo-yoing is not a sustainable way to live. It actually makes you gain weight when you live like this. Um, why don't you create a lifestyle that you don't ever need to cheat on? You know, why don't you create a way of life that you don't feel like you've got to be completely boomeranging one way to the other. If you want to, you could eat salad on a Sunday. If you want to, you could eat pizza on a Monday. Like you don't have to buy into these stupid rules that people create, um, it's just not it's just it's just if you want to feel more free around food, guys, then more rules is not the answer, right? If you wanna feel free, you've got to let go of those rules. Give yourself permission to actually just listen to your body. If yeah. someone invites you out on a Wednesday night and it's your best friend's birthday, or you just wanna catch up, or you just want to have a date night. Go. Like, this is your life. Go. Don't be taking Tupperware tubs, you know? Don't be saving yourself for the weekend where you're going to have a massive blowout. It's like, yeah, it's. <laughs> But honestly, like everyone listening, I say this all with love because I've done every single one of these things. And when I look back, I'm like, how did I waste so much of my life living in these crazy patterns around food? It is so self-destructive. It makes you so unhappy. You are constantly sabotaging yourself. The answer, and I wish that I knew this 10 years ago, the answer is not more rules. The answer is not more restriction. The answer is just freedom and you think that freedom is going to lead you into chaos and it's going to make you gain loads of weight and be crazy but it's actually not <laughs> you know if you actually give yourself permission to trust yourself to trust your body and let your body kind of tell you what feels good and what doesn't, you'd be surprised. Like, your body actually wants you to feel good. doesn't want you to suddenly become the size of a house overnight. It doesn't want you to feel like shit all the time. Your body actually knows... Your body has, like, a true wisdom in it. And, you know, the more you diet and put restrictions on it, the less you're allowing it to speak to you.
0: Yeah, and I just... I just suddenly really resonated with you because... Um, in my in my life, um, in my sort of journey with anxiety and the struggles that I faced and, you know, the really, really bad times, I remember, and I completely forgot until you were just talking, my um, shape, my body shape and my weight has never really changed. And a lot of people would say, oh, you're really, really lucky. You can eat what you want and nothing really happens. However, with my anxiety and my insecurities, when I was about... 18, 19, I was going through a big shift. My mum was moving to Jamaica. Um, my dad had already died, so I was, kind of, I was going to be on my own. Um, I bought a treadmill, a cross trainer, sorry. I bought a cross trainer, and I would go on the cross trainer for 45 minutes every morning, 45 minutes every night, and all I would have for dinner would, would be a cup of couscous and I got fixated on this routine because I was losing all routine. I had no, I had no control over my life, and I thought the one thing I am is fit and healthy. I'm young, I look good on paper. So if I can portray that to the world, I can keep myself um, looking good and exercising. That's great, but. After a while, I lost. I did lose weight, which I just never thought would be possible. And people would say to me, Sam, you look really unhealthy. And then I did the complete opposite. Then I stopped exercising and I just did the complete... So I went, although I've never, as people would stereotypically see as dieting, I've definitely used food and exercise as a way to create stability in a very unstable time. And from everything you've just said around... Enjoyment and living how you want to live and and balance. I now, um, I promised myself about eight weeks ago, and I shared this with my community. I promised myself I would exercise twice a week on a Tuesday morning and a Thursday after work, purely because at the moment that really works for me. Because I want to be able to work out in the morning, but I also want to work out in the evening, so I want to mix it up. But I also promised myself that I would eat when I wanted to and what I wanted to and it has made a difference to just to the thoughts that I have in my head now on like then you know 10 years ago it's not surrounding the fact that if I eat too much couscous I'm gonna yeah. put on weight and be unhappy and I'm not constantly focused on my head's not clogged with all of this information around what to eat, when to eat it, and so I, I definitely think the big thing that you're trying to say as well is all about the balance and thinking about your thoughts and your mind before you focus so much on these restrictions. Would you say?
1: That's it, and you've you've found peace within yourself now, so mm. which is why you're able to give yourself a break and say, Do you know what, I'm going to eat what I want because I deserve that, mm. and I'm going to exercise on these days because yeah. that makes me feel good. If yeah. Not because someone said that I'm supposed to. It's not because I want to beat myself up. You know, the couscous, the treadmills, like that was a way for you to, A, try and find some control, like you said, and also, you know, probably punish yourself. It doesn't sound like a loving response, but when you feel at peace with yourself and you're actually able to accept yourself and love yourself and have some compassion to yourself then all of those kind of punishing regimes, you gain a different perspective around and you're like, that doesn't feel loving. That doesn't feel like how I wanna treat myself. And suddenly it makes no sense. But when you're at war with yourself, yeah. it makes total sense to spend two hours on the treadmill. It makes total sense to go to bed on a cup of couscous because you're at war within yourself. You, you hate yourself, right? So that's why self-love is is not some buzzword. It's it's the most important thing that you can do because without that, it, you know, you can go down all kinds of crazy garden paths without coming to a place of peace and acceptance with you and going, do you know what? I'm going to treat myself like I would a friend. I'm going to speak to myself with love. I'm going to actually think about what, what I want and what my values are and what feels important and good for me. Mm. Um, you know, and I'm talking about what really feels good, not... What, what you think looks good or what you think you should do. I'm talking about really coming home to yourself. And when you find peace in here, in your heart, in, you know, with yourself, then things change. Things change around food for you. You start to actually go, do you know what? I'm, re- I'm, pretty, I'm pretty amazing. And I deserve to eat, you know, if I want to eat potato, I'll freaking eat a potato. Like... <laughs> Yeah. If I wanna have a glass of wine when I'm out, why wouldn't I? Do you know what I mean? I deserve that. Yeah. I'm not gonna punish myself. That's awful, right? So when you when you are happier within yourself, then you stop being such a such a you know grueling yeah. person for yourself.
0: Oh, my gosh. I Right, are you ready for this, Mel? Because I've just thought this stuff in my head. I can't think of a better way to have spent my Tuesday morning, actually. And also, for me, um, self-development is massive. And I never, ever feel like I've learned enough. And I never feel like I'm too good for something or past something or it's beneath me or anything like that. And I just... I think speaking to new people, and especially if you're listening to this podcast, connecting with other people and hearing their other points of view, there is always a lesson to be learned. And for me, um, the reason I wanted to speak to you is for everything you shared, there are so many people that are living in this boat. Of unhappiness and they need to have someone stand in the water and say come on you can get out the boat and live in the sea let's go swimming and you don't have to be in this tiny little box and yeah. after this conversation I am hungry for more <laughs> <Very> good. <laughs> Very good. so I really do want to hear more about what's coming up like what's happening in this book why from this conversation people listening to this, I know will be thinking, oh my God, I have to spend more time talking, listening, hearing from Mel. I need, I need this because food is a big coping strategy for me, or it's a big struggle for me, or it's something that I create routines around exactly like I said at the beginning. And even if you're listening and, it's, and you've always been here, then you know now a little bit more about me and how I created those routines. And Of course, I think that would be really great to just hear more about how they can take action because it's not just about listening and thinking that's going to change everything. You need to take some action. And whether that is buying a book, reading the book, implementing the strategies, that's what I want to hear more about.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, so my first book, The Goddess Revolution, is all about dieting, diet culture, and getting out of that cycle. Um, My second book is called Hungry for More and it's out in a few weeks so you can pre-order it now on Amazon. And Hungry for More is about you, it's about cravings, it's about binging and it's about understanding what you're really hungry for out of life. Because I have this theory and I've seen it countless times with people, when we are obsessing about food or when food rules our life in some way, it is because we are not living our dreams. It is because we are not happy in our lives. We are not fulfilled. So rather than put you on a diet and think that's gonna fix everything, I wanna actually go to your life and go, where are you not fulfilled? Because when you pursue a fulfilled life, when you follow what truly makes you happy and you actually live a life full of joy, guess what? You're not going to be binging. You're not going to be dieting because you don't need to because you're happy. Um, So that is what Hungry for More is all about. It's about really getting to the root of what we crave on a deeper level than food. Often when we have these kind of crazy cravings, they are not our bodies that are addicted to sugar. They are not our bodies that want us to binge. It's actually our minds. It's a psychological trigger. It's a psychological craving and a need that needs to be met that can't be met with chocolate that can't be met with wine we need to meet that on a deeper level it could be that we need more love more connection we need to change our job we need to leave a soul-sucking relationship it's deep work and it makes you look at the bigger picture but we can't keep compartmentalizing food and thinking you know I just need to fix my food no most of the time you need to fix your life um, and that's what I'm interested in.
0: I love that. And obviously, if you, like I said at the beginning, if you have not stalked Mel, then you need to, because what she's saying about changing your life, she has done a lot of the big shifts and changes that some of you need to do and haven't done. And Mm we'll probably be sitting here thinking, listening to this, oh, it's okay for these two, because they're happy living on a cloud. That's not the case at all. (laughs) So if you haven't, then you need to go and hear more about the behind the scenes and how Mel has got to this point and also just reground yourself with the fact that we are all in this together. We're all humans and we're all trying to create our best life. And if you are in a situation like Mel said, that you need to change things in your life, show Mm -hmm. and find comfort in the fact that both of us have done that as well. We're not sitting here having gone through no struggles and no changes and no big sacrifices and huge life changing decisions to get to this point. So just know that, please, please stalk her because when she says about looking into your life and changing it, she has done that as well. So this is not coming from a place of a pedestal. This is coming from a place of the pavement. So you need to make sure that you do spend time finding about her as well as reading the book, because I remember the first time I saw you and I was like, oh my God, yeah, like, bloody hell. You've not just come onto this stage. You're like an actual normal person, which I think it's so easy for people to listen to this and forget that. And and exactly what they need to do with food, they need to do with people. You can't compartmentalize people into thinking that they are anything unachievable for you or unattainable. You can do all of these things for yourself. And I love that. And I'm so excited. So they can pre-order it on Amazon yeah,
1: it's out on the 10th of July, but yeah, you can order it now on Amazon. And if you pre-order it and then send us the receipt, um, you'll get a free masterclass with me. And actually, if you order three books, yeah, one for, you, one for your bestie and one for your mum, or one, one for you and two mates, um, then you'll be entered into a competition to win a spot on my next retreat in Bali, which is really exciting. So yes. all of that is If you go to melwells.com slash hungry for more, then you can see all the competition details there.
0: Amazing. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. So I'll put the link in there. But number one action plan from this is to go and stalk Mel Wells. Okay, if you haven't heard that name, Mel Wells, you need to stalk her. I will put all your links in the description as well so that they can do that, especially for the... Bali retreat. If you need to buy one book, buy three. Why would you not do that? Because the goddess revolution I bought for my friends. I gave one of my friends for her birthday. I gave it to another friend at work. You know, it's all about giving. So if you're buying yourself one, why not buy three and then go to Bali? Hello? Exactly. exactly. Oh my <laughs> God. Thank you so much for talking to me, Mel. Honestly, like you, I am so buzzing and I'm so grateful that you have spent your Tuesday morning with me. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. And I'll make sure I put all the details in the information and hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Yes, yeah, speak to you soon, darling. Thank Bye. you. Bye.